0: Is reality a simulation, a construct designed by some other superintelligence that has the ability to lock us into a matrix-like environment, or nothing more than a program that we collectively agree to keep running? What if it's both? These are among the questions I posed to quantum researcher, speaker, and author Sonia Barrett. Some of what she had to say may surprise you, raise an eyebrow or two, or make you say, now I understand. Either way, Sonia sheds light on this elusive but intriguing topic like none other. Have a listen. Sonia, you've been on this journey of exploring reality from its underbelly. Uh, it's not so obvious substructure for many years now. And you've covered a multitude of intriguing topics throughout this journey that you have shared with so many of us. You know, but I have to admit, I was not aware that you had done so much work in the area that we're going to be discussing today. And that's the idea that we are living in a simulated reality, a virtual construct of sorts. And I'm really excited that we'll be covering this on today's show because you've got some intriguing ideas about just how all this stuff works. So, uh, let's dive in, shall we? <laughs> sure. All right, let's let's do it. First, I want to ask you, uh, let's begin at the beginning if we may. Where did this sense that you needed to investigate this model of reality, this simulation, if you will, where did this come for you? W- was there an acute trigger or something else?
1: Uh, mm, no, I don't think it was a trigger per se. I think that it this this all came out of just my quest to understand this idea, this thing we call life, I, I really, that's really where it all began. and as I've gone along different aspects of it just keeps unfolding and showing itself to me and it's all based on each new progression um, each new level of awareness that I enter mm-hmm. and um, and the fact that I think one of the things too is the fact that I don't have any set um, constructs of what reality should be, can be uh will be I, I I don't have it in a box. And mm-hmm. so I think that that allows me to see all of these potentials. Mm-hmm. And you
0: know That makes sense. Yeah. Without the you know, we always say think out of the box and my husband and I like to say there really is no box. So yeah, without exactly. without the constraints we can uh Kind of maybe be guided toward what we're really looking at here, and you really feel that we may indeed be living in what you call the default program. And I I do want to get into that. But let's 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 bring in some a couple of names, if 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 I may. Uh, This idea that we're living in a simulated reality is now being readily discussed. I know you know, uh, in what I'll call conventional scientific circles, you've got you know futurists like Elon Musk, who says, in fact, that if I'm quoting, I think I'm quoting here. There's a one in billions chance that we're not living in a simulated uh, or a simulation created by a super intelligence. So here's my question. If that's so, if it's being created by a super intelligence, assuming there is this other, uh, who or what is doing the creating? And I know I'm diving right in here, but (sighs) that's just a small question.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, the thing is, it's always this sort of which came first, the chicken or the egg. And I think what what makes it challenging yes we can answer that on several levels we can answer that from the perspective of yes there is a sort of a uh, pyramidal or hierarchical uh, system and that does exist and we can we can compare that to our corporate structure mm-hmm. you know there's always this these different levels up and in looking at it that way what basically what I'm saying is there are different Levels of um, uh, existence where there are those who are what uh, more aware of the possibilities in terms of science. Um, they're engineers, they're architects, just like we have here. They're scientists. Um, so, so we're looking at these structures of different realms and different potentials where these beings uh, have that kind of capability and what we're looking at is really ultimate technology Um, and I think we need to to step back and really look at that word again because this is what makes people I have such a difficult time I think in uh, wrapping their minds around some of this I refer to much of anything any kind of creation as uh, some sort of high level technology Mm -hmm. one we have to go back to the fact that the word Techno um, really means art, and I think in Greek, uh, logos, and I talked about it in my first book, The Holographic Canvas. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at um, art knowledge. And art is about what? It's about creating. It's about designing. It's it's, it's about anything that uh, you can uh, bring forth, whether it be a, a on paper, a form, anything at all. So we're talking about just designing, creating from the imagination. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So when we when we wrap our minds around that, what we're looking at. Are just different levels of of beings of existence where they have a a, a more and I'm and I, I'm selective of the words I'm using because I don't really like using better or greater
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in in the sense of making us less than that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is these these are forces or beings that have uh, aware of their mastership of of being able to create um, to bring about whether it be a universe a simulation of a universe or the idea of a universe or anything at all on our level we are creating very similar but on a smaller scale of things. And this is what we get excited about in terms of our technology and our scientific discoveries and our scientists and all of that on a, on a minuscule level. So there's just these many different levels that are more expansive. What we are dealing with is also coming into um, our uh, greater levels of awareness. And those greater levels of awareness is what's pushing us, the human race, um, forward in terms of these new technological discoveries from the body to um, creating, you know, holographic, um, what do we call holographic designs now, holographic mm-hmm. technology. So so we see that on this minuscule scale. So figure if one's uh, awareness, if one's consciousness becomes so much larger than that. You're you're taking some of these same models and you're then able to use it, use that same model because of your awareness and understanding and acceptance of who you are to be able to create from your imagination on a
0: much larger scale. Mm-hmm. Does that
1: all make sense?
0: Absolutely, it does. And as you're as you're describing the scenario, I keep thinking. I think I've heard heard this analogy before. Sort of a nesting of universes. Well, you know, the, even the the Russian dolls, the nested dolls that we exactly see and or, or peeling back uh, layers of an onion, um, really infinite layers. And each, each layer, every- we look at it sort of hierarchically. And I know what you're saying, and I respect the fact that you, you're uh, resisting using a hierarchical. model, but I think of uh, levels of advancement um, Mm -hmm. that uh, we're all as long as we're in movement in motion with that. uh, So what I guess what you're alluding to, tell me if I'm correct, is that those what Elon Musk calls uh, the super intelligence is those are the beings that you're speaking of, I'm, I'm assuming. Right,
1: that- right. What we refer to as, we look at a super intelligence. And the reason, one of the reasons why I am so selective about the words w- that mm-hmm. we choose is because... We are used to uh, being uh, this this idea of being less than, yeah. less than, and our capabilities to be less than, and everything that um, we've been sort of programmed to believe is is reduces us and our abilities. And so, in order to begin to open up our minds more and to also expand our perception. Um, we have to begin to leave that space Absolutely. of that kind of thinking and mm-hmm. so I put it in perspective um, in 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 that manner so that you don't see anything as greater than you mm-hmm. but instead you're looking at the level of um, of advancement and awareness mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. might exist in that particular um, frame of reference those those beings or or realms
0: right I understand exactly what you're saying and you know I thought about whether I wanted to bring this little epiphany up to you today or not and I think I'm going to I'm going to do it right now we're going to dive right in here you know I was listening to some of what you had to say you've done as as, uh, I've said many uh, what I didn't realize many talks on this this very subject and really all bets are off when it comes to reality as we understand it, including the idea of time and measurement, including the concept of being a, of less than or greater than, and where we fit in that, that construct. And here's something that came to me, uh, Sonia, in terms of that measurement. I think of a ruler. A ruler, when we think of a ruler as a form of measurement, 12 in, 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 in the US, uh, 12 inches represents a, a foot-long ruler. But when you think of the word, let's see if I can unravel this. Looking at the etymology of of, of this whole thing, what else does a ruler represent? Something that governs over something else, a, a body. Do you see what I'm saying? So right, ruler right, is absolutely. a measurement, mm-hmm. but ruler is also something that is an authority over, greater than, and keeps Keeps a, a body of people, as an example, in line. I I I hope I'm not bringing this up too soon, but I think it's relevant to what you're saying because it seems like the simulation is being predicated on measurement and a finite form of living.
1: Well, yes. Uh, do, you, do you know um, what I'm it, saying? There, I think oh, it's, no, it's a clue
0: in that word, ruler. Measurement. Oh, absolutely, linear.
1: Absolutely. Well, absolutely. And yet you're right. Yeah, there is that idea of, of ruler. And and that doesn't necessarily mean just an individual per se, but ruled by time, ruled yes. by measurement, yes. ruled by a set construct, um, ruled by a set idea that then establishes a set perception a prescribed perception of mm-hmm. reality that's really what we're dealing with and the idea of time uh, I like to to point this out too because many times people start to understand some of this but then they go into um, disliking or time doesn't exist and, it, and then time becomes this really you know in people's minds negative for lack of a better word this very negative concept no What we have is, in order to make to experience this particular construct, this particular idea, this particular concept of reality. Yes, I use words specifically (laughs) because it's it's specific to what I'm trying, what I'm wanting to uh, establish. In order to experience this specific idea of reality, this idea of time. Um, had to exist and so what we're dealing with is this idea of captured uh, moments it's the only way that we could uh, explore um, any kind of journeying experience here is to have this this whole idea of time which is just these uh, measured Mm -hmm. uh, yeah measured concepts or constructs and Mm -hmm. we know that time um, is based on uh, what we would calculate as distance. Um, all of that, you know, is related because that's how we measure anything to get from point A to point B uh, or, or A to Z. There is everything in between and the, the rate of travel at which um, that is being measured in order to get from one point to the next And, of course, the the more that time in between is reduced for anything, we are what? If we're driving really fast on the freeway, uh, uh, it was supposed to take us two hours to get someplace. And depending on the speed that we're traveling, it could reduce it to an hour and a half Mm -hmm. uh, or less. So we we can see in there how really just in that little bit, there is this pliability. Absolutely.
0: Malleability, yes.
1: Yeah, with this, with this concept of time. However, what we have is we are locked in to a particular perception of time as something that we run out of. Mm. Now, that, that goes into like uh, <laughs> a whole other area, yeah. but yeah. i like to present that because we need to see how much of what we know about or what we have perceived about reality and what we've been programmed with is that if things run out, we're, that's that's why we're always on the chase because we're going to run out of time we're going to run out of uh, money um, what, what's the other thing I always say time uh, money and oh I can't believe I can't re- remember the other word but uh, we talk about spending our life mm-hmm. um, I, I I like people to look at all of that You know, if everybody's always on a race to do things by a certain time meaning our lives now I'm talking on the bigger scale because mm-hmm. we're going to run out so we're programmed with this idea that we only have so much of this thing we call time allotted to us, right? And that becomes that's very important to to recognize that it is a it is more of a program that your brain um, is uh, uh, operating by because this is operating system, and so everything um, that you see and experience supports that program that that prescribed belief, Mm -hmm. that time thing that you run out of and you only individually, we only have so much of it, and we perceive money, basically, and all of that the same way. So we're always running out of something,
0: right? I I get you. And this is why I just have to reiterate, this is what I mean, when I say it seems we are ruled by measurement. Ruler. right
1: it, it is which we count right we, we're ruled by it and so we we can't run out of numbers. Um, that was a workshop that I had done where we talked about that it was a workshop on money um, to really show the correlation with all of this but mm-hmm. you, you can you really can't you can't run out of numbers but what we have in our reality is prescribed and agreed on um, finite, uh, numbers finite constructs when it comes to our our lifespan when it comes to the idea uh, of money um, and and, uh, and pretty much anything else all right so so let me let me jump further with this now the idea of, of numbers even though I say we can't run out of numbers because you can't um, patterns right everything that we see a chair a book our, our bodies everything is a has a quantitative value to it what do i mean by that it means that it is all held together by a specific pattern which means that that pattern has a specific frequency to it Mm -hmm. and that is means it is measurable so it's a measurable so here's numbers again involved it is a measurable frequency that um, is is making a chair, a chair and a body, a body and uh, you know a tree, a tree. Mm-hmm. There is a it doesn't mean that 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 is finite. It doesn't mean that what it means is everything is represented in as a pattern that has its own, value, quantitative value to it, you have to have a sub, which is what quantum physics is quantum packets of energy. Mm -hmm. So you have a specific amount of something um, that is that is forming a particular pattern so that that pattern represents that thing that we identify in our construct of reality that's one reason why yes we live in a space or we've been operating in a space or our consciousness have been um focused in a space that is based on this this quantitative value of everything mm-hmm. uh, hence our money and hence time mm-hmm. and all the things that we're programmed to believe mm-hmm. that we run out of but we really don't it's perception that allows um, the finite, a finite experience as opposed to infinite experience.
0: So would it, excuse me, so would it be fair to say, Sonia, that if we were to rip away that, uh, or change the formula, maybe is what I want to say, of that value, that we would be, in effect, ripping up the simulation, creating another, I guess I'm trying to, first I I guess I'm trying to establish um, how all of this Lends credence to the idea that a we are living in a simulation and okay. how malleable, how mm-hmm. plastic. I mean, you know, so many people are familiar with the work of uh, of Michael Talbot, holographic universe of which mm-hmm. I know you're familiar with. And the thing, the one thing that he said to me that resonated, said to me, spoke to me, that resonated so much was this idea of the plasticity of reality, mm-hmm. um, and the fact sure. that we can just rip up if if we so mm-hmm. choose one version and create another.
1: Absolutely, we're doing it all the time. See, here's the thing: um, we're doing it all the time. But um, in terms of of the idea of a simulation, let's 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 look also at okay. As we're look, talking about a a simulation, which um, that means that we're in some sort of construct. Um, that's not
0: that organic, is, that's, that's that exactly.
1: That, okay. Okay. So, so we're, which everything is light. So let's let's also remember that because we can't say simulation without approaching the idea of, you know, a hologram, a hologram at the same time. And, and it's taking all of that and not fragmenting, not making them so separate and different, because we're talking about um, a, a light construct to some degree. So we're in this this simulation, which is really this this um, almost like a a, a womb, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. too, that you're in um, that is based on a specific story, a specific um, idea that will happen in there, which means a specific way that everything will unfold in that particular construct that we're calling a simulation right a specific uh world like the planet itself mm-hmm. that's a simulation too but you know we're we're in we're on this planet and what do, what do we have to have we have to have oxygen we have to have these different kinds of gases in, um on this planet to what make everything grow and for what we call human beings to exist here well these are the rules and the laws of the simulation. Of the
0: simulation, okay.
1: Absolutely, so based on the rules and the laws of the simulation, everything in it is operating based on upholding the rules of the simulation. Now, if the rules in the simulation changes um, on a bigger scale, Uh, If the rules of the simulation changes, then obviously the simulation itself uh, changes. Everything is really pliable and adjusting according to the individual and Mm -hmm. according to the collective. um, The 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 collective in the sense of where. The collective understanding might be collective awareness, even though it is not contingent, I must say this part, it is not contingent, evolution for an individual is not contingent on a group. And that is a misconception. That is that is something that is pushed with the new age movement that everybody we sort of have to move in this Borg like. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that, and that is not so. However, in the simulation, the simulation is based. Yes. On a sort of a group agreement. agreement. Yes. belief system held in place, but the individual can shift away. And if the individual starts to shift in their own awareness, it just means that you are shifting into different realms of yet still another aspect or game of
0: potentiality. So I want to stop you there, because that you said a whole lot there. And now we're getting to the real juice of it, because I think this is really where people are kind of finding an affinity toward this idea. Because look, people know things are nuts. However you define nuts, we're living in it right now. The mad world, the the, the world of insanity. And so I think a lot of people some year are thinking if it's a simulation, it would figure. So the question is, how do I escape it? So there's a couple of there's a couple mm-hmm. of points that I just want to bring up to mm-hmm. you or questions that I'd like to have you elaborate on, because I think you're getting there. The idea, because I've heard you say that our reality will literally be shaped by our perception of it. So Mm -hmm. on some level, it seems as if we're either the co-creators of the simulation or at least helping to keep the simulation alive, both individually and collectively, and that's point one. But point two is, if we think of this simulation as an all-encompassing, all-pervading environment in which uh, the masses live, move, and have their being, would it be fair to say that absolutely everyone is in it on one level or another, or are there some who do not live within it and it seems like you may have answered my question already by the, what you just said, that there's some people that may not be living within it. But let me have you elaborate on that.
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing. Here, here's what I've learned. And um, is this idea of escaping. See the, the mm-hmm. idea of people wanting to escape yeah. just actually puts you right in the in the, in the space that you don't want to be Agreed. because this it's not about escaping there's nothing to escape this is a shift in understanding this is a shift in awareness so it's not about escaping it's also in terms of um you know, we you know who's in the simulation who is not when the more that we understand our um, pliability or our mastership is the more that you are... In, in it and you are not mm-hmm. you are anywhere and you are not this so so it's not the sense of stuck in this concept this simulation because that's that's kind of what we people get in their minds like you're you're in it oh how do I escape the matrix right you know and, yeah. and it has nothing to do with that it mm-hmm. is about your own letting go of And realizing that there are no limits, those assimilation has no boundaries really on anybody or anything. It is there and it is held in place by the the collective limiting understanding. However, as the individual, you can be in it and not of it but while you are understanding the beauty of it which i know for some people is difficult to, to wrap their mind around that part but this is what i've learned is i must fall in love with the this idea this game mm-hmm. that's what lets me move in and out beyond whatever because i am not restricted by my right. dislike or fear of it and wanting to escape that is what creates these boundaries Because you're saying, I don't like it. I don't like you. I got to get out of here. And the more you say that is the more this thing seems to freeze. Your mind puts it into this crystal, like crystallizes it and puts bars around it. Because Mm -hmm. since you need to escape something, that means there has to be bars there. So then your mind builds this prison to some degree. Um, so, so we—it's interesting how we are um, having this experience, and it goes back to the wave and particle dance. We are appearing and disappearing all the time. All Everything the time. Right. is form and formless. Everything is wave and particle. And if we remember that, we'll start understanding more about the fact that there really are no boundaries here. It's right. our perception, our yeah. minds, our beliefs that that are creating these illusory boundaries for. Not a, again do not then take this and turn it into a, again a negative for the purpose of experiencing the human the human experience being a human being and when you've done enough of that and you're not mad at it and you don't dislike it but now you go aha uh-huh, i get it i get it this right is funny right. okay i get <laughs> it okay so so now you you it, it doesn't it can't hold you Right? Because now you figured it out. So now what you see is oh, okay, all right. So now I'm like removing a lot of the programs that had to be in me, I had to be all wired up to this thing in order to experience it. So now I'm I'm having to, you know, gradually the layers are falling off. And the more I allow the layers um, to fall off, that made me think I was imprisoned. The more possibilities I get to see. I love it. Makes sense.
0: Absolutely makes sense. I hope it's making sense to the audience. I have a feeling they're, they're, uh, they're getting into it as well. Such, I think this is great advice, Sonia. And it's, I think it takes a bit of uh, retreating from the dialogue, whether it's your own inner dialogue based on what you have been indoctrinated into or those of others, to just observe. And that's why I say the idea of contemplation, exploration in a sovereign way will really I think kind of unfurl I like to say these ideas that the only thing that's really holding the simulation in place is our perception of it that's it and I love the way you say we may be I always say we we are in this world but not of it meaning Mm -hmm. that no matter what I see and I, I you know I just think that there's some people that know that instinctively and others that may never, at least not in this incarnation, but it seems to be very natural. And it almost seems like how exciting, actually, that it you is very re- exciting. It is, it is quite exciting because it says I really uh, have the ability to just by a shift of focus can change the entire dynamic of my life, what I see and experience from moment to moment. Absolutely. So, so I think that's great. Yeah,
1: it, it is awesome. And to realize also that, you know, as the individual or what appears to be the individual, you represent the whole. So this is why it's okay. You know, it doesn't have to be what we call the group mind because each one of us is an aspect of the 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 nameless, the formless, the unlimited, that which is. We are that anyway. And so, as an individual, you represent the whole. Just you know, the illusion of being
0: fragmented. A fuzzier version, I, I like to say. A, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And and this allows you then to um, to be okay with journeying on your own, in the sense of uh, exploring and expanding beyond any construct that an organization may present to you and this is where religion and, and many of these other um, or, organized concepts come in they present people with a, a a packaged version of what is they can what believe in what is acceptable even scientists sometimes do that they do that too well no that's not possible you know it you know, can only do this and when you start realizing that no, no, everything is possible, you can't say everything is possible and then go back to limiting it to only these things that you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. you know, you can let go and you you will then begin to see, see and experience more. Sure, your life will change in ways that you probably have no idea that it will. But what you have to remember is that the life that we live in every moment is based on our belief systems and perceptions that have been in place for a while. So sometimes we may find that uh, our lives shift. Meaning, you know, you, it could be that you even physically move from from where you live, or uh, certain people that you were in communication with. Gradually, they're not there anymore because our lives in the moment are built on the understanding, the belief systems, and the perceptions by which we have been operating. That's the foundation upon which we are experiencing our life always so I like to to remind people uh, of that
0: mm, beautiful let's go back to this idea Sonia that I, I love the analogy I, I I actually have a set of Russian dolls upstairs in my um, what I call the doll room this idea is so potent for me because I think it really does draw a great picture of what may be going on going back to this idea that there may be some uh, whether it be formless or not, some super computer, some super being that may be creating the simulation that we're moving through, but in the idea that universes possibly maybe nested infinitely, and you know you bring up this idea of uh our being having the sense that we're less in and some greater being is is creating the the reality that we're living in. Toss that for a minute. Let's think about the idea that could we be designing a simulation for that next level? I, I'm, You know, I'm tempted to say beneath us, but I'm not. We're, we're so habituated toward this hierarchy, right? But I, I guess what I'm asking is to forget the hierarchical aspect. Well, we designed are we this creating one. Okay, but mm-hmm. are we creating a universe for f- perhaps another life form?
1: Yeah, we're all, well, that's just it though. Even to say that they're super beings, that's still you you just reduced yourself to be here into your own game Mm -hmm. and so you're constantly case in point even if we are doing that alexis people don't get that that's what they're doing what do you think is happening with artificial intelligence with robots what do you think we're doing we're doing the same thing and and that is simply pushing the human race to move into a a more expansive level of of possibility to move into our superhuman selves and most people are pushing more of the fear with it but that's what i mean by if even when we are doing that th- people don't know they're doing that so now it seems like it's coming at them it's you know we're scared of it well that's why human beings are creating that stuff because we are always wanting to aim at creating duplicating or replicating the construct of this and our own existence and our own vehicles and this whole idea and that's what they're doing they that stuff is moving in in place um, they're going to be moving around, walking around, doing, you know, whatever yeah. they're doing like human beings. And we have to understand that this is not something to be feared, but this is something that you look at and you go, okay, game on, game on. I need to activate myself like right now, because guess what? I've been saying this forever. This body is not just, it's not turned on. For Most people, it's just not turned on. It's on auto. So you've been operating as automatic human beings. The second part of it that I would like to remind people of, I'm often doing that, is when we keep when we talk about uh, they're going to take over and you're, you're worried that it's going to reduce you or um, they're going to be in charge of you, who is you that you're referring to? you people have taken the totality of who they are and summarized it as this body and this human experience this is why there's so much fear that this thing something is going to come and take over because you've reduced yourself nobody's reduced you you've reduced yourself to this body and this mind and this character that you play this identity is all of who you think you are even though intellectually you have people that go oh no we're your spirits having a human experience but then over <laughs> here you're like all stressed out that they're gonna come and take over I mean so looking at that and realizing wait a second this is not the totality of who I am what I am cannot be contained in a body it cannot be contained in any any vessel however right. it has the ability to um to to come in you know not the totality of who it is but to be able to come into these sensory systems that we call a body these sensory systems these machines then these organic machines um that, that allow the feelings, the emotions, the experiencing. That's why it's designed like that. When they try to open it and check it out, uh, it's designed in that way so we can process the experience here, including the gaseous laws and everything else. This body is designed for that, but it is not the totality of who you are. Right. Who you are is much vast, much more vast, and has the ability to
0: create beyond this construct. Okay. You said a lot there, so I want to go back a little bit. Now, what what you're alluding to, uh, Sunny, and I think you've been very articulate in, in this uh, idea of how to view this future, if you will, really the now that we're heading, uh, barreling down the path of, of artificial intelligence, and I'm glad you brought that up because this is on the, the minds and lips of many people today. Uh, I, in fact, have had discussions uh, with some of my guests on, uh, call it the agenda of uh, of of uh, AI, uh, the I, I suppose, and again we may we may differ here a little bit, but I understand where you're coming from. There, I have always said that we are. You, you speak of technology in the broadest sense; that we are technological beings, meaning that we have an inner technology that has been dormant, and atrophied for so long, and that my feeling is that th- this push toward artificial intelligence, as it's been articulated to us, may on some level, unbeknownst to those that are trying to push it on us, may be trying to push us to access this inner technology. Rather right, than, that's what I'm saying. Okay, that's I exactly, want to make sure exactly, that we're... No,
1: no, no, that's, that's what because, I'm saying. Because
0: I, yeah, because I do feel that there are those that do not have, uh, you know, the organic human interests in mind when developing uh, some of the the advent yeah, of artificial absolutely. intelligence. So I think we need to be, I just want to be clear and, with, yeah. with that. And that's,
1: that's yeah, a, that's a given though. That's part of the game. You have to have opposition. Right. So that's right. what pushes us is, is, you know, it's propulsion. Um, but no, that's exactly, you know, the point I'm making is that this is an opportunity for mm. us to get our stuff together and get yourself, turn yourself on. Mm-hmm. And the only way to, to reactivate yourself and to um, push, basically, it's helping to push the human race forward, um, is to come into a realization and an awareness and not a fear, but to understand more, again, about this mechanism, this technology, and how it is actually allowing us to experience this uh, reality that we are all hooked on addicted to um <laughs> and and addicted and to for
0: sure yes. yeah yeah
1: <laughs> and, and comfortable with and it is wonderful I love it I like earth life I think it's amazing I love the human experience mm-hmm. but I know that I am so much more and the more that you know that you're so much more is the more you you love this thing this place and the experience and the more you will begin to use the information that they are sharing about Technology about these AI, about robotics, uh, this this information about uh, the algorithms. Now everybody knows that word. Um, about all of these pieces, these components, how they're networking together, how the AIs network. You know, they all network together, and how they're communicating. You start using that information, and you see yourself, and begin to see the human race and the design of this system, because I'm telling you, it is a replication of what got you here and how this thing is set up, you have to be to see more and understand that otherwise, what you're going to have is just fear, but you won't see they're giving you the science to the formula that makes this thing run in the first place.
0: So you're saying that there is a purpose and why? this AI culture, again, beyond those that may be the biggest proponents of it. I want to stress that because I have a feeling, again, looking at this entire experience as a game and we being the avatars, whether we're the avatars that are playing the meek, you know, innocent role or the avatars that are playing the rulers, the rulers, they all have a purpose that is designed to give the individual the opportunity to see the broader picture yes
1: every yes everything i've been saying that for a
0: long time and a lot of people disagreed with me
1: everything must be experienced this is what i i find so fascinating is this um contradiction that we have Mm. you you will go oh everything is everything well then if everything exists and everything is a possibility. That means everything exists is and everything right. is a possibility. And what we are dealing with right now with this idea of artificial intelligence is just another piece in the everything that is and everything as a possibility. And that's the possibility that is happening now. Mm-hmm. Now, the other aspect that we need to also recognize is that we are... Everybody is most comfortable with the idea of reality that they encountered when they first got here, when you were born, as you grew up. We, we hear and, and see a certain perception, we have a certain perception of reality, and that carries you through. And we all fight to hold on to that. When something changes, we are so upset about it. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize that the only thing that you know is the reality that you experienced when you got here. And that is where you start your human journey from. Everything else is hearsay and history and information that has been handed to you. That's now, right. mm-hmm. with that said, you don't remember what what, what human beings were like before. The, we have gone so far away th- from potentially what we were. And so nobody really remembers that. And so what we do is we fight for the for the version that we know about.
0: Right. Now well, we are I,
1: returning. I just want to ask but, a question. When
0: you say before before the individual came into this earthly before incarnation. Before
1: the individual came into this earthly incarnation, every new every new person that is born, that's they pick up from right there the day they came hmm. out. And reality is there. That is the truth of reality moving forward. They don't know anything about the rotary phones like we do. That's something that we will tell them about about using a rotary phone, or uh, whatever some of the other stuff is just like we heard about, you know, a horse and buggy or the first (laughs) car, you know, or winding, you know, starting the car in the front winding up in the front, we've heard of that stuff. There are things that we just have not heard about, because it's so lost that nobody remembers that. What my point is, is that we are not what we so think we are, we don't know what we were in the very beginning of that potential of human existence were they superhumans were they much more this is the question you have to ask yourself and, and so we don't get stuck fighting for a version of reality that you don't realize you're only fighting for it because that is the familiar and that's relative familiar. right exactly right. And that's what you've been told and by um by pictures well, okay real quickly my other thing i like to ex- remind people of is that you only know about the world based on what images presented to you pictures um and uh, what else is there pictures images and uh, words the the videos (laughs) and and
0: words language which is very powerful absolutely and perceived definition of what what words you're hearing right and so
1: that is presented to us and then we don't know what india or amsterdam looks like until you get there but all you know about the world is the what is what you are experiencing in the moment and you know i am not making this up because you that's all you know but the television, the media, everything, movies, it brings the con- a concept of the world to the mind. That's right. That's all that happens. I, those things for me were incredibly important to me really seeing more about, wow, this is amazing. So all I know really is what's happening right now in this moment.
0: That's all you know. That's all you know, for sure. Well, this gets us into this idea of belief. And again, it's amazing how you and I were talking offline and talking about how in our journeys, we've had these epiphanies out of context, no books, no workshops, no you long before YouTube. And then you'll hear these things uh, that you had been thinking about years ago. One of them for me is belief versus knowing. I don't know when this concept came to mind. I don't believe it came from any source uh, outside of uh, myself a book for instance but the idea that belief I think somebody has this term there's so many now belief is the enemy of knowing these are concepts that have been so familiar to me really since I, I believe I was a child something's wrong with it to belief belie, lie <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm gonna lose my train of thought because I'm, I'm digressing way too much um, here I go I he I said, you said
1: belief versus knowing, Right, and and the, and the fact that we, uh, you and I, the similarities with yeah, but having felt
0: with books. Piggybacking on a point you were making. Oh. But, uh, but in terms of, I think generally what you were talking about is this idea that we base our worldview essentially on what we believe, what we have, what has been a part of our pictorial, our experience. Anything outside of that is, well, I guess it would just be a belief or non-existence at non-existent at all. Uh, yeah. But uh, but one quick point, and then I want to I want to shoot it right back over to you. You obviously I know the point that you're making, Sonia, in terms of this is generally the experience of the masses. But then you've got these exceptions that I think are also worth bringing in you know, th- we've got all these labels, right? New humans, star children, star seeds, whatever you want to call them, this sort of new breed of species that mm-hmm. uh, are falling outside of that, that framework where they are bringing in memories of uh, realities that existed prior to them coming into this incarnation. And, I and find that's that very interesting. Been, yeah, but
1: that's always been happening, though.
0: See, this mm-hmm. is the
1: thing. It's a, all that stuff. It's always been happening. It's always, always, always been happening. The thing is, what what we um, what we know, what we get exposed to, what we get to hear about, um, because of the time that we're living in. Obviously, we're living in a uh, very transitional period. A very, uh, should I say? Collectively, collectively evolutionary uh, period, right? Mm-hmm. And I know we didn't talk about the default program, but based on I this, I want you
0: to. Let's t- we're going to touch on that before the, we.
1: Based on this default evolution um, that uh, that I look at, uh, yes these things are showing up more they appear to be showing up more but we've always we've always had that i came in different you came in different there's a lot of people that came in sure. when i say different you come in with a level of awareness and because the human race it is changing there is that potential there for different levels of change different kinds of changes to the hum- to the human blueprint um, yes, we are seeing some of these things. I don't give anything, any name. Um, because I just, it just puts you in another it can be
0: box. dangerous. That's right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then eagles get lost in it. They're, you know, they're indigo, they're this, they're exactly. that. And, yeah. and then you just, you, you just end up right back in the box, the same box that you're trying to get out of. And I look at expansion. I look at just allowing myself without any restrictions, because if I say I'm I'm this thing. Now I need to to operate within some sort of Mm -hmm. framework as it relates to what an indigo is or what ever some of the other categories are you don't realize that's what you're doing but now you need to meet these guidelines of what that is and then it limits you because now somebody will say oh well that's not what an indigo is right
0: yeah yeah Yeah. yeah,
1: no he or she is not an indigo right because you because now you you have a prescribed idea Mm -hmm. of what fits into that box Mm -hmm.
0: no i'm with you and my audience knows i always say i loathe labels loathe (laughs) because when when you have uh when when you start to use words, and this is part of the simulation. I would dare say that words immediately trigger a, a, a picture, uh, and a and a behavior, and a stigma. Uh, so we have to be very careful. Oftentimes, or, or, I should say when we're talking about concepts, it's very difficult to not use a label, but I always use the contingency or or preface by saying, let's not get too locked into what that means based on how somebody defined it. So we do have to be careful there. But, uh, but to the point, getting back to the point of the fact that these others, let's just say, who don't fit the prototypical uh, template of uh, the masses, Uh, who are coming in having remembrances of reality beyond the construct Mm -hmm. they exist as well and to your point perhaps they've always been coming here I do have a sense that they may be coming in greater numbers perhaps I don't know for sure uh, yeah but we are um, in some yeah, yeah in yeah. some transitional let's speaking of transition i i have so many things that i'm not going to get to today because this conversation as i always pray let it take on a life of its own and let it go where it needs to go and i'm, I'm loving the way this conversation is going but i, I want to spend a little bit more time sonia really Homing in on the simulation, and again, I, again, there's there's a label right there for you, and you could say simulation, and maybe get two, three, maybe ten different versions from in terms of definitions of what that means. But as, assuming that simulation is some sort of an artificial construct that we are living in,
1: and what is artificial?
0: A, oh, okay, no, stop <laughs> <I'm>, right there. <laughs> you you know, to take any... Me inorganic (laughs) i'm gonna use that let's assume let's assume because that's how a lot of people feel it is at least at at one level at one level i want to talk about afterlife environments and even in between the in-between life state of which uh the late dr michael newton researched at great length does a simulation in your estimation exists there as well. And I know that's a loaded question. You're going to have a boatload to tell me on that. So, oh, what are your thoughts gosh, about I am? that? How
1: far is uh, is this simulation exists? Okay, well, again, again, we, we, if we let's just go back to this idea because people's minds have got to lock into a thing, right? So, when when we say simulation, we're saying is a simulation there as well. Let's again go back to what we said about the idea of a simulation. It doesn't matter what, you know, whatever other people want to make of it. The fact is that we can all agree that we must be in in some experience that's allowing us to have a collectively similar experience, even though we may be different in many ways. There is a similar experience and this experience, the simulation experience that we're talking about is the human experience. Again, it's set up, designed in a certain way to accommodate uh, a certain kind of life form, life experience. So simulation could exist in many other places based on that definition. It's simply always going to be based on a particular concept. The I universe see. is a simulation, the planet is a simulation, we're not even, we're a simulation, and we could go to the fact that everything is real and not real. Everything, it's a paradox. Everything mm-hmm. is and it isn't. If we could wrap our minds around that, then we won't need to just see, find this thing and make it that. All you need to know and realize is that we are part of an experience, an experience that we call the human experience, and it is happening in a space that might not necessarily uh, have walls that, that you know of, but it is an energetic space, like a sphere, within which... A particular kind of experience is happening and it is the human experience here and all the stuff that's involved with the human experience now let's touch real quickly then on when I talk about the default program when I'm talking about the default program I'm talking about the fact that this particular simulation for this particular human experience uh, this version of the human experience as we know it to be is operating based on a a default set of programs, default set of, of, um, should I say, protocols. Mm -hmm. Um, That default set of protocols could be looked at as the concept, the belief system that some may have. We might see it as everyone, but I'll talk about that real quickly in a second, may have, and it is our birth to death concept. Mm -hmm. Just the idea of the idea that we're born and the idea that we die and everything else that happens in between all right so something is you're hooked up to something that is keeping track of the number of cycles that you are here on the planet as you know it to be in this physical body every time you have a birthday you hit one cycle two cycles
0: mm-hmm. 20
1: cycles I'm following a
0: mm-hmm.
1: hundred cycles right so something is tracking those cycles Now, in that tracking of those cycles, in you as an individual, what's happening with people? They start their body starts to age. They start, you know, you start preparing the idea of that the fact that you're (laughs) gonna die, right? So your brain is all networked into this, what I call a default system, and that default system just keeps the human race going. Its job is to ensure that the game stays alive. Now the default system when human beings on a collective level are not expanding or evolving into uh, each maybe new level of consciousness, each level of awareness. And when I say consciousness, but I'm going to look at expansive uh, awareness. When that is not happening on a bigger scale, then that default program, which is where we get the um, these cycles, the twenty-six thousand year cycle, and then, okay, let's jump to the one hundred and four thousand year cycle that everybody talks about—the great cycle mm-hmm. um, of change. This is a default program. That means that there, it, the 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 this experience, this version is set for a, some particular changes. Like, click, move up the next level. Click, move up the next level. Move them up to each next level because. Most people are not moving up on a individual scale of expansion like we're talking about. So the so since everything must graduate and evolve to each next level, there's a default system like a like a like a I don't know whatever I can't think of a system right now, some sort of mechanism um, that is keeping, you know, collectively moving us to the each next stage Cool.
0: look at the education yeah. system is right. a very Absolutely. tangible example right That's, from like
1: the stone age you know we went yeah. from sage you know you're discovering fire to this to that to that something is is causing human beings to mm-hmm. go through these various cycles so all right so we get that now when however the way the system is set up it is not set up to trap you like you like most people think, like you can't get out of it. No, it does what it does when the human being is asleep. That is a sleeping, automated
0: human mm, interesting. that
1: is in that it's that is um, uh, working with that that default program is keeping keeping that system going. When the individual starts to awaken on a more profound level, you start moving off of that default program grid. Really, go,
0: that grid? Yes. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, there's. I can go into this scientifically. I cannot do it here. I would not try to do it here. You so only I'm,
0: have five minutes. You're going yeah, to. I'm sofa. just. <laughs> I'm just giving. She's you wound a, up, folks. I got to tell you. Wow, we should have made this a two-hour. But go ahead.
1: this is. This is what we talk about. This is what I talk about, and when we do retreats, workshops, so on, is to get into that. When people understand more of the science of it, it's not a woo-woo thing. It's none of that. You get it why this happens. So that's what I'm saying. So, so the default program lets you out of that. You start to don't not need the default program anymore because you're expanding on your own. You are moving back into. You're turning on the brain, or the brain is always turned on, but you are allowing your awareness to expand to a level where your brain starts to remove the filters that it's got uh, from you seeing, uh, you know, more and experiencing more of what is possible.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. So here's how I would distill this, folks. The default program is not the enemy. The default program is an opportunity to realize all that is. Everything is. Mm -hmm. How's Mm -hmm. that? (laughs) i'm trying to figure out how we can boil this down Mm -hmm. as always sonia barrett you're leaving people with much to think about cliffhanger i gotta tell you this is some deep stuff and necessary this is i have to tell you everything you know you brought in some new concepts for me or so different a slightly different way of looking at some things here but i think this is absolutely worth pondering Uh, We're going to have to wind down. I'm looking at this clock. I cannot believe we're over, but it was well worth it. And I, I can't imagine that this would be the last time we have this conversation. So uh, I want to end with you telling us what's going on. What are you going to be giving any talks, uh, elaborating on this? I know you've done many in the past, but do you have any upcoming? Uh, where be going into um,
1: I this? don't know when this is going to air, but on New York, I'm going to be um, doing a workshop in New York on June 2nd. Um, and it's moving into your superhuman. Um, well, I can't remember. anyway. Moving into your superhuman self. But, but anyway, so we're going to be talking about, yeah, Yes, many Excellent. of these topics, and that's in New York, um, June second, and you they have can a go link? to the website. Okay, it's just go to the realsoniabarrett.com. As it's on the home page, you'll see um, where yeah that's there, and you can uh, sign up for the uh, workshop in in New York. And I'm going to be at a bunch of other conferences. New Mexico, the Human Origins Conference in New Mexico this uh, in October, I believe, mm-hmm. and Sedona, another conference uh, in September. But they're all on the, um, the realsoniabarrett.com
0: dot com website. We'll make sure to have. Uh, I think I'm going to dig in and get the links to the specific events that are relevant to this to this very very multi dimensional talk. I I would say, uh, again, my audience knows. I, I I love to let this go where it where it will be most useful for those who are the recipients of the conversation. Those that are those of you listening on the other end. So, I do thank you for this insight. God knows where where she got it from, folks, but I'm glad she brought mm-hmm. it here. <laughs> <laughs> it's needed. And it's just so appreciated. So I thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank uh,
1: you. Thank you. Alex. Thank you. Everyone as well.
0: Yeah. Love talking to you. And we will have you back real soon. I promise. All oh, right. Awesome. <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Take good care. Everything is and isn't. This is the paradox, and as an individual with choice, we can decide where we live, move, and have our being within this paradox. We may be in it, but not of it. We are both products of the simulation and creators of it. Many are all too willing to keep it alive, but some are intent in creating their own program and designing their own life. That, to me, is true evolution. Be sure to visit Sonia's great website at therealsonyabarrett.com to learn more about where she'll be speaking about this fascinating subject and to pick up a copy of her book, The Holographic Canvas, The Fusing of Mind and Matter. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to Higher Journeys Radio. Until next time, I'm your host, Alexis Brooks.